0: But I think the main thing is, at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same 9 by
1: 9 court, and the rules are the same. So we, uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's on the back A little free shout-out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win.
0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the 9x9, the 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. Uh, it is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. This is episode 47. Uh, my name is Rob St. Clair, and I apologize in advance. I'm a little under the weather. My voice is uh, not great. If you heard me call either of these two like terrible Italian women's games over the weekend, you really heard me struggling. Um, hopefully, I'll be good by Champions League tomorrow. So, my good buddy Everett DeLorme live from toronto canada might have to carry me this show uh every what's up my friend (laughs) what's going on
1: just just throwing those games underneath the bus terrible just 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 going right into it um and you know what there was so much other so many other things going on and you were stuck with those games i i i am sorry my friend but uh, hey at least you're you're commentating i i would i would give my left nut to be able to do that so uh um yeah, ladies, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolutely massive weekend. This is this might be, despite no international, no national team stuff going on, this might be one of the busiest weekends of the uh, like times of the year. We get club world championships, you get the NCAA tournament, you get the CEV Champion, Champions League, you got full on league play in full swing everywhere we go. Um, there was so much vo- volleyball this weekend, and we we got to s- get into so so much stuff. But first and foremost. Guys, Thanos has acquired the second Infinity Stone. Perugia has acquired their second trophy of the year with an absolute domination. Just just truly an utter domination. Um, They may have had practices so far this season that were harder than than this entire tournament. Um, I'm sure that the travel might have been the most arduous point of, of this competition for Perugia because they absolutely walk through it taking down Sada Cruzero in the semifinals and then Trentino in the finals. It was just another day at the office for the uh, for the Block Devils in this one.
0: The best team in the world and they have accomplished their first two of the five goals for the year. Yeah, this wasn't this was this is just boring. It was boring. I mean, the finals were okay, like set 3 of the finals against Trentino, which Perugia won 3 to 1. I mean, We've 27-25 in the third. All right, great. What, where was, where was Santa Cruzeiro? They weren't competitive at all. None of these Brazilian teams were competitive at all. And in the end, like, Forset never in doubt. Like, what, what why? why? Why do we waste our time flying the two best teams all the way to Brazil to play this final match? What are we doing?
1: Honestly, the, the World Club Championships, to me, feels like you're trying to build a house. And you've just ordered, you know, I only want the best oak, you know, the best cherry. We're going to do all the best walnut. And then all of a sudden you're just making the place with with plywood, you know, going down to the dump and just finding whatever's there to to, to build your house with. Because, um, I mean, let's let's be honest. This is the least important of all the five trophies when it should be the most important, right? Just just in title alone, you're you're the the champion of the club world, right? And instead, it's 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 fantastic and it's it's great for them. It's great for sponsors. Uh, but does it really mean anything? Did like the volleyball world even blink an eye at it? Nope. No. If they had lost, different story altogether. True.
0: Good point. Which but... l- which last year everybody did. I mean, Lube and Trentino went to Brazil last year, lost to Crucera, Then it was kind of noteworthy. But I mean, uh, we, we we I don't think we really even have to talk about this that much. I mean, we've had a thing on the show this this season so far, just not really talking about Perugia. Uh, except if they were to lose, which so far this season they have not. I think they've won 20 in a row in all competitions. They're the best team in the world, and it's not even close. I mean, Camille Semenyuk in this match wasn't good. He got benched in the first or maybe the second set, and Ole Plotnitsky came off the bench and looked like one of the best players in the world. It's pretty standard, yeah. 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 Wilfredo León looked unbelievable. Camille Rikliski wasn't even good. Jesus Herrera came in and was good. Like They don't even need all their normal starting players to be playing at the top level to like pretty effortlessly get trentino just out of their way and pick up another infinity stone and like you're saying I mean the super cup and the club world championship are by far the two least important tournaments of the five that they're going for now now it starts to get pretty serious these are yeah. just the appetizers and every
1: everything from now on is 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 main course for sure right. there's no dessert you're just going all the way you're just going for entrees even you know, the Italian
0: Cup is a decently big deal because that, that that's a pretty good 100%. indicator on on where your team is really at midway through the season, and yeah. it's the only trophy that Perugia won last year.
1: I I think that the cups are are equally like m- even more so important because it might be the the one time where volleyball club volleyball is on the national radar for Italy. Great, point. right? And it, it, like I think that those cups are 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 much more. Uh, revered by the general population at large within within the specific country and i've just noticed that as a as a trend from watching from from an outside so i think yeah absolutely right like it, it's 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 important to to win the scudetto. Of course, it's important important to win the Champions League. Of absolutely, but for that national level recognition, I think absolutely winning that winning that Del Monte is it, no the Del Monte is at the beginning. It's just the, the Copa yeah, Italia. Yeah, I think it's just that, the
0: Copa Italia. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that is a big deal. And Perugia won it last year, so they've been there before. Uh, yeah, this is where it starts to get real, and this is where I'm really interested to see how Perugia continues to kind of navigate this whole season I mean, it's a long season there's a lot of matches that are going to be favored in every single one of them will they lose somewhere along the way and if they do lose will that help them sort of in a caneliano way from the 70 plus match win streak i i think that there might be maybe a random like goofy loss in the in league play to like modena or lube or even like a Moano or someone like that maybe that helps them because when it comes to these these big tournaments like the three remaining champions league italian cup and and scudetto they 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 need to be in top like killer murderous like vengeful form the entire time and i'm worried that if they're if they coast along this whole season and don't get beat if they start to get challenged in a big match i'm not sure if they'll really be ready for it because that challenge other than super cup final against trentino that went five decent match other than that they have not been challenged this year
1: i mean they went to they went to five with Lube as well too it was it was the the, the Super Cup was that was against Lube. They 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 played Trentino in this in, in the semis. But uh, um, you know what? Here's my take. If ever you're going to go perfect on a season, if ever you're going to win all five trophies, if ever you're not going to drop a match, I think this is it. Right? When you look at this roster and you look at that next man up mentality. Right? Semenyuk was the best player in the gym for the most the majority of the tournament. Come the finals on, on Sunday, and he's nowhere to be found, right? right. And in, in, co- in comes Oleg Plotnitsky, who, like you said, has that ability to, to jump in. You've got Jesus Herrera on the right side. You've got Gianelli, who, to be honest, is starting more and more to me, look like an Man. You're telling me that this man started playing professional volleyball and being as important he has has been for Italy, you know, when he was, like, what, like like 20 years old? Yeah, ridiculous. And how much time has he missed? We watched him play... Every single VNL game this summer, Ricardo Spertoli is a fantastic setter. He was not getting anywhere near the court. And then they went and won the World Championships, right? You've got an absolute Iron Man who just wants to win in in Gianelli leading your offense. You've got the best, in my opinion, collection of outside hitters and some fa- fantastic guys in the middle. This is a team where, like, if one guy does does have it on on one night, then the, like you're going to need to have a lot of World class players to have an off night, right? Yeah. Because they can go, they can go to that bench, and guess what? If Plotnitsky is on the bench, then you have to deal with Ole Plotnitsky. If Semeniyuk on the bench, you have to deal with Semenyuk. If Leon's on the bench, you have to deal with Leon. Right? Like, there's so much depth on this team. So if this team, if this team, if ever there was a team built to go undefeated in a season and challenge like conigliano's long win streak, it's this team right here.
0: I think it is too. I mean, they're. We we talked about it in the preview, or like when, when me and Tommy did the Super League preview back in the beginning of the year. I said, Tommy, if you take Perugia's bench, only their seven bench players, and put them in as a Super Lega team, would they make the playoffs? And our consensus was yes. Like that's that's how yeah. good they are. And yeah, the, you got Sebastian, this year they'd
1: be a top a top team.
0: They'd be unbelievable. You've got Sebastian Solé coming off the bench in the middle.
1: Like that's yeah, crazy. He's, he, he's one of he's, the best to ever do it. He's Italian now, right? He, they can do that. You've they've, unreal. Right, this this team is not only made to to win, like it's the classic scenario. You were just so close, you're so close, you're so close, you couldn't get it. Let's go pick up Kevin Durant and just bulldoze everyone, because th- that's exactly what's what's happening here. Like for me, it's almost getting to that point where, like, if they lose a game, I'll I'll be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I mean they've got to I guess, just get aligned on what their goals are for this season. I think it's very obvious that the five trophy thing should be their goal, but maybe maybe they want to really cement themselves as one of the best teams of all time. Maybe they want to go for a perfect season. And with, like I said, they're going to be favored in every game they play. And like Wilfredo Leon, for example, in the championship match of the club, worlds 13 for 18 with one error, like way above 50% efficiency for the best player in the world. And he didn't even give him that many balls because he didn't have to. And yeah. his, his service run right at the end is set with just some absolute dagger aces. Like, no chance. Get get that comeback attempt out of here. I'm way better than you, and everybody knows it. Like He can do that every game, and that's the thing. You don't even need him to do that every game. So No, absolutely not. Barring,
1: barring injury, this team could go undefeated.
0: It could, and even with injury. I mean, Leon, when he hit his head in the Super Cup, didn't play for three or four matches, and they never even came close to losing without him. Yeah, It's remarkable. Uh, let's, let's talk about the rest of the tournament a little bit. Uh, Trentino gets second. Yay, good for them. Uh, I thought they looked pretty good uh, up until playing Perugia. Uh, they got past Crucero really easily. Uh, Alessandro Micheletto actually led scores in the finals. Uh, 13 yeah, nineteen point. points. Yeah, nineteen points, two blocks, and four aces. He's serving the ball great. Um, Trentino's good. They're not going to beat Perugia, but Everett, what's the what should be if, if you're a Trentino fan or if you're in like Trentino's front office? What's a successful season to you? Given who else plays in the same all the same tournaments as you in Perugia, second. <laughs>
1: Do you know, right? Like like losing to Perugia should be your only your your only thing, right? Because Lube is just not there. Piacenza is not the team we were we were expecting them to be, and there's there's no one else really around, right? So yeah, like I like I expect them that expect them to be to be second. You know, once again, they don't have the exact same depth. As Perugia do, but they still kind of do. Uh, when you look at that, uh, Dazrana coming off the bench for, for them, um, and, and when you are talking about if there is one organization I can believe that that can do that, and, and why they're consistently where they are, it's, it's Trentino because of that quality they bring, quality that they bring year and year out from the, the, the top to the bottom of the organization. Like, let's be honest, this is this is this is one of the best run organizations in all of volleyball for sure. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, I can see this team you know pushing to if, if they end up on the opposite side of the bracket from uh, from Perugia in, uh I guess both the Italian cup and the, the champions league. Um, I would assume that they would kind of be in the finals with them.
0: Yeah. That, and that's very possible the way that the, the seeds work out for both of those things. I think t- Trentino is pretty clearly the second best team in Italy. I don't know if they're the second best team in Europe uh, without Russian teams in the mix. They very well may be. I mean, we'll talk about Yashemski later in the show, but they're, uh, they're falling off, and they, they've they gotten bit by the injury bug, unfortunately. So it's very possible that Trentino is the second-best team in Europe. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, last but not least, Sada Crucero couldn't defend their title. I wasn't really overwhelmingly impressed, even though this team is basically the same as it was last year when they won this entire tournament. They shouldn't have really had any weaknesses on paper. There's one difference, though. What, the setter?
1: Yeah. What, do you think Uriarte's a step down? Than Cachopa, maybe. Uh, Uriarte is awesome. He is uh, awesome, but I've always found him just be like, he's really good. He's 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 very good. He's very steady. But like Cachopa, we saw him work that magic. You know. There's just, there's just something magical. Like he's, he's got that leader persona about him. He he just runs the offense. We're being robbed this year that the fact that he's not at Monza right now, like it's, it's, it's an absolute travesty. Hopefully he comes back. But yeah, honestly, to me, that was the, the, the difference. They just didn't execute the same level of like gusto.
0: Yeah, there, there, was, there was something missing. I only watched a couple of the games. I watched when they played Trentino, when they played Perugia. I didn't bother watching when they, no. beat, uh, they beat Minas in four in the, in the bronze medal no. match. Didn't bother. Wasn't worth my time. Uh, but yeah, they just didn't look quite the same. There wasn't like the same, yeah, that magic with uh, Miguel Lopez and Wallace and even Lucas in the middle. It just wasn't quite there. So it's just clear that there's levels. There's levels to this game in, in world volleyball, and I really, really hope – that next year, whenever we have to talk about this stupid tournament again, it's not in Brazil again. I can't handle three Brazilian teams out of the six again. I, I can't handle that. It just doesn't make any sense. So uh, hopefully we don't have to worry about that. Uh, let's talk about the Dream Team. Uh, the Dream Team was named. It's always something that we get to make fun of when FIVB runs a tournament and they make the wrong choices. Uh, uh, th- uh, you know this, one, this one's okay, so I'll run it down. MVP. Once again, Simona Gianelli at the center position. Uh, he's won two World Championship MVPs this year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Matej Kozinski gets a dream team nod at opposite, which is the position he's playing this year. Yeah. Uh, outside hitters Alessandro Micheletto and Wilfredo León, two good choices. Middle blockers Marco Pedrosianen and Flavio, uh, which I like. I thought he played great in his home country. And then because you have to have a Sato Crucero guy in there because they got third, you got this libero called Luquinha that I had never heard of, but uh, he gets a dream team nod. so great. Whatever,
1: bro. Where's Lopez? Like what? Like, like Ronnie, where? Where's your boy at?
0: He's, he's got to like, play better. Yeah, this, this time. This, this time last year, we were talking about him as one of the best young prospects in the world, and not even close now.
1: Non-stop. And then, like, let's be honest. Cuba had kind of a charmed summer. You got some easy competition the entire time. Didn't have to play anything too strenuous. You played. Pan Am Cups and Norseca Final Sixes and all that stuff and they had one opportunity at the beginning of the World Championships to, to make a run and like Lopez just never seemed to get it going and I don't know just just hasn't hasn't really been hasn't really been around and you know for a while last year we were talking about how he was the best player outside of Europe you know hands down and now does that even matter like he, he still probably is but does 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 that even like register?
0: Yeah, maybe a little sophomore slump. I mean, yeah, last year he, he burst onto the scene. We were talking about, him, about being, him being the best player not playing in Europe. Hopefully a little sophomore slump. We even kind of saw the same thing with Alessandro Micheletto, like as he ran out of gas late last club season, and now he seems like he's back to top world class form. So I'm not worried about Lopez, but I'm not really planning on following the Brazilian league that closely for the rest of the year. I mean, they had their yeah. their moment in the spotlight with three teams, and they fell pretty flat, uh, very unlike last year. So, Anything else about Club World Championships, Everett? Great. Perugia no. won. Can we move on?
1: Yeah, let's move on to the women's edition, which is going to get kicked yes. off right away, which is slightly better, but uh, slightly worse at the same time.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, do we have something about this? So uh, this tournament is exactly the same. It's the same format. It's six teams, two pools. It's the exact same thing. So you've got the pools there on the screen. Pool A, you've got Cuneliano You've got Zajabasha, which is a a banger matchup. They're going to play on Friday. That's must-watch. And then Dentil Praia Clube, some Brazilian team. I think they're second in the Brazilian league right now. Mm -hmm. Then in Pool B, you've got Vakif Bank. They won it all last year. They won all five trophies last year. You've got Minas, who's the women's version of the same club that played on the men's side, the Brazilian team. And then you've got this Kazakhstan team, Kwanish. So, Everett, you want to know something interesting about Kwanish?
1: Yes, please. So, you, you've been dying to tell me this. You I have. Won't, so.
0: so, so, so last year, last year, so they play in Kazakhstan. Somehow, last year they go out and win the Asian Club Championship. Okay. This year in the Kazakh league, the, this is this is their their domestic league in Kazakhstan. They're dead last, eleventh out of eleven. They're zero and six. They're zero and eighteen in sets. Okay, nice. And they've been held to single digits in sets three out of the 18 sets they've played this is going to be the worst team in the history of an fivb event the worst team in the history of an fivb event they are dead last winless in sets in the kazakh league and they're going to play Bank this week
1: well no what they're going to play vakavbank's bench
0: of course they're going
1: to play Bank's bench
0: but what are we doing
1: Okay, remember how, how remember some of the men's teams were plywood? They're straw. This is this is <laughs> embarrassing. You know, we're, we're, we're literally making houses with straw out here. Um <sighs> yeah, and when you think of it too, like you're telling me that this is the 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 representative from the Asian conference so that no team from Korea or China or Japan, come on. Thailand Philippines, like none of these countries with established volleyball program, programs are going to the World Club Championships? What? like,
0: Dude, I don't know what's like, going God. on here. I, I'm, I'm looking at last year's Asian Club Championship tournament, and there are, let's see, there's two Kazakh teams. There's an Uzbekistani team, and there's an Iranian team. I did not know that Iran had a women's volleyball presence in any way what are we doing why why are the east asian and then there's a thai team as well why why are japan korea china not putting their teams in this tournament why why do we have to deal with some god-awful dead last team in the kazakh league who's 0-18 in sets why am i going to have to well i'm not going to watch them play valk bank? why would i waste my time but why, why are they taking a spot in a world championship tournament even, so even on good. the men's side, there are men's teams in Asia, like some of these Japanese teams, like Aaron Russell, Bartosz Kurek, Shawan Vernon Evans. Like, put those teams in the Club World Championship. What's well, for,
1: two two things. First of all, we do have something in the chat saying here: Flashbox Air Kuanish Two playing uh, uh, from from uh, Ivan from Ivan Kanick there. But also, well, uh, no. Well, actually, he's incorrect
0: because he, he thinks and he, he's thinking intuitively. I don't blame him. That oh, okay, this Kuanish team also has a B team in the tournament. Or they also have a b team in the kazakh league and uh then their b team might be the one that's the worst now unless unless those are switched uh the, their b team is better than their a team is i can't imagine that they would actually send them send a worse team to the club world championship i don't know what's no, going on yeah
1: there. Well, I will, we'll we'll have to do we'll have to do some investigating on that but for the men's championships what happened was that that our iranian team Went out and picked up like like they were picking up Simone and yeah like, and, and Namir last year and, they got
0: Namir and Irvin Inga Pet won won the Asian Championship then went to Club World Worlds without any of those guys like come on so off. yeah
1: like we got to we got to bring in some rules for for these things it's you insane. know like I like I get it but like the, the the athletes on your squad can't just come in and just solely play that championship right like the, the, there's got to be something like that or they can't be involved in other zonal qualifications for for this you know like there's there's got to be some better rulings on here yeah and let's you know?
0: whatever the, whatever the deal is with china korea japan not playing the asian club championship let's figure that out because i'm sick of talking 100%. about sick of talking about every year how big of a waste of space whatever asian team the club world championship is let's let's move on to the teams that matter i'd say that there are three i think it's kodalianto vakapek and zajjabasho vakapek will win their pool no problem kodalianto will play at zajjabasho on friday which will Baby be month. very, very fun. Let me look up what time that's at. And then it's very likely that the loser of that will play Vakif Bank in the semis on Saturday. And then the winner of that will play will play the winner of that previous one, like I just said, in the finals on Sunday. Uh, let's see. Ooh, it's so basically early. We... It's, it's 8 a.m. Eastern. 8 a.m. Eastern on Friday is Zajabasha versus Caneliano. Because this one's in Turkey, right? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. in. Uh, Antalya which is which is also we we should probably talk about this because it's not in Istanbul it's not in Izmir and it's not in uh Uh, Ankara Ankara yeah it's not really close to any of those things it's down on like the southern coast of the Mediterranean of Turkey I'm curious to see how that throws an event and how the fans are there that doesn't have like the immediate like big club presence like Istanbul or
1: Ankara do I mean I think this is really just showing the strength of Turkish volleyball at the, at this point in time. You know that they're going to be able to go anywhere within their within their country and and, and get that support. So, yeah, you're right. It should be interesting. I'm looking for uh Nekezaba win on Friday. I want to see Konigliano v- Vakuf Bank. Um and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just want I I just want to I just want to see that in the uh or maybe I don't know. I guess you're going to end up with a Turkish team versus a Turkish team regardless
0: at some point, but will it will be in the semis or the finals. And that's why that, that match on Friday is really, really big because Vakif bank is going to win their pool for sure, but they're going to get, they're going to get a very difficult semifinal matchup. And you could, I think that that Friday match in pool wow. a, between Corneliano and Zaja Basha, whoever wins that gets a free pass to the finals. And that's mm-hmm. going to be, that's going to be really important. So I don't know. I, I think we we should make our picks here. So, I I think
1: I'm picking the Zasabasha right now. They're 10 and 0 to win the uh, tournament. Hundred percent. Woo. They're they're 10 and 0 right now. They're the be- Like if if I if I were to do power rankings right now, they would be in my number one team, without a doubt. Canigliano just lost their first game. They're 10 and 0 uh, in the in the Sultan Measley. Like Zasabasha, you've got the best player in the world who just won a world championship by putting Serbia on her back. Like tell me that Exhaustabasha isn't the, one of the like isn't the best team right now like rockef bank is out there stumbling and fumbling they haven't looked good they haven't looked good so far um and canigliano is like they're still fantastic but like i i is the hottest team in the world right now
0: they're definitely the hottest team they're the only undefeated team uh i don't know i, I actually I, I it might be crazy i kind of want to pick canigliano to win this tournament Okay. I I kind of want to pick how how crazy that
1: neither of us are taking Vaca are
0: Bank, taking fake That's yeah how
1: nuts is that right they're yeah. defending champs they won the, the the Champions League they added arguably one of the best players arguably the best player in the world definitely one one of the best players in the world and things just haven't looked good so far. Like once again, I just really showing you how good velage was with managing that Canigliano team because Oro's not able to do it, and uh, right now uh, Osbe isn't uh, uh, is able to do it for Vaca Bo- Bank either.
0: Man, it's it's hard to pick a, it's hard to pick against any of these teams. You can really make a compelling case for either one of them, but I'm excited to talk about it next week after it's all wrapped up. I uh, wonder what time the finals are on Saturday. Uh, oh man, crazy early, eight a.m. Eastern again. Just playing these, like, early afternoon matches in Turkey. That's rough. I don't know if I'll be, I'll, if I'll be able to handle watching that one live. That's 7 a.m. my time. That sucks. Yeah, 7
1: a.m. I could maybe do it depending on how, how Saturday night goes. Um, well, so. obvious,
0: obviously we'll watch it, and we'll, we'll bring you guys all the wrap-ups on on uh, on next Tuesday's show about the Women's Club World Championship. Uh, let us know in the chat uh, if you're if you're watching live on youtube right now let us know in the chat who you think's going to win and somebody somebody makes the point uh Dentil Priya might surprisingly take some points from Corneliana where it's or Zajabasha i don't really agree with that i was looking through the brazilian's rosters to just to kind of get acquainted before we see him down there uh dentil priya has Ana Cristina uh wait or Ana Carolina I, I never remember which one's which the middle whichever one's the middle who's really good uh, she's on that team and uh, i think minas has like Thaisa and uh, Carol Gattas in the middle. So there's good middles on those Brazilian teams, but I wasn't all that impressed by the wings. I don't think they can hang with the three good European teams.
1: No, I I, I don't think so either. And I mean, to be honest, we haven't really seen the uh, Brazilian teams have the success that the men's team, like the, the, the women's team from Brazil, sorry, have the success that the men's teams from Brazil have, have had uh, at this event. And I strongly think it's due to just... A lot of the uh, not having to travel all the way to Brazil, and you know, I think that's a huge benefit. It really is; it for, is for, for, a huge deal for uh, for those those Brazilian teams.
0: All right, so uh, Everett's picking Zajibasha, I'm picking Conegliano. That probably means we're both going to be wrong, and Vaca Bank's going to win. So we will see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about all that on next uh, Tuesday's show. Uh, Everett, you ready to move on to the Italian leagues? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Let's, All move, right. let's get this degree in Italy.
0: I've got a story to tell you, Everett. Oh, So th- there's a team that we haven't talked about very much in the men's Super League of this year so far, and that is Siena, right? Yes. So Siena goes out last year. They don't even win the second division in Italy, and they get promoted anyway. Uh, remember, there's was, there was some weirdness going on about that. I mean, whatever team it was, I think Reggio Emilia actually won the second division in Italy. Uh, I'll double check that to make sure. But they there was some issue with their gym or something like that that wasn't Superlega caliber and they could yep. Yeah, and, and so that they weren't able to figure that out. Yeah, Reggio Emilia won last year, but they weren't able to accept the bid in the Superlega. So Siena takes it, right? So Siena so far this year, uh, we haven't talked about them very much because they're not very good. Uh, they're dead last in the standings right now. And when when you get promoted to the highest division of your respective country, you're in the first year. Your goal is to stay there, right? Taranto pulled that off. They got, they got promoted last year. And despite two teams getting relegated last year, Taranto wasn't one of them. So mission accomplished. Siena's goal, stay in the super league. So far, they haven't done that. And on Thursday, this past Thursday, they played a makeup game versus Padova. Who's one of the only teams in the league that you can really expect them to beat, or at least be competitive with. And they go out and get three dogged. So, Siena's management decided that was not good enough. And so what they did after that, that loss to Padova on Thursday is they fired their coach. They fired Coach Paolo Montagnani after getting swept by Padova. And sure enough, Everett, just a couple days later, Siena beats Monza three
1: sets to one. How about that? You know what? When you look at the Siena roster, though, it's not that bad. No, it's not that. It's, it's, not, it's not great. But when you're looking at compared to some of those rosters that we had last year, like that Ravenna roster, oh, like God. you 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 have got some like like Petrich's is all right. Van Garderen did well off the bench or and and doing some stuff for Modena last year. Um, Mazzone is was is always been solid in the middle, yeah. or so is Ricci. I don't know Juan Ignacio Finoli, but he's Argentinian, so you know he's got a bit of that that flair. Like Pinali and Pereira okay i guess so like it's just decent decent all around um and you know what this this is a, a solid squad i don't know if necessarily bringing in a new coach is like change everything i think sometimes you just need to to shake some things up um it's kind of like taking like the same thing as like a basketball coach taking a tech and getting tossed from the game it just like you know gets the boys going a little bit uh and to me that might be what this is I don't know, like who did who, like, like, yeah, like you're you're telling me that uh, a team at the bottom of the uh, of the the standings, like, I don't know if it's going to be that much that make a difference. Like, are they going to make a playoff push now? No. no, I still think they're getting relegated.
0: It's still very possible they get relegated, but it's just interesting to see. Like, you get you get three donged by a, a fellow relegation candidate, and then you go out and beat what you might consider to be a playoff team just because you change coach midway through, and there's just kind of a new. A, a new feel around the locker room. And we, we talked about last week with Charney Rodham of the Plusliga league, a uh, firing coach and literally hiring one of their players to coach the team and them immediately playing better. Uh, sometimes we've talked about in the past ever, like what's the point Wh- when you fire your coach, what are you really going to do? Maybe it's just the vibes. Maybe it's just the energy. And maybe just like changing something up really has a positive impact. And I mean, Siena and this one against Monza, um, how how good did Nemanja Petric play? And how how old is this man these days? Nineteen for thirty-one attacking.
1: Sheesh. You know what? That's that like that just that Balkan presence where sometimes you can just get yourself going. Right, it's like that forty-five-year-old Serb- Serbian man at the Y who can just throw down thirty points in a game of pickup basketball sometimes, and you know, like it's 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 just it's just how she rolls. Um, to to be honest, the story for me on the other side is Monza, yeah, because this is a team that I still can't get a handle on. Um, I, I just I I just don't understand it. Um, and offensively, they were bad in this one. Terrible. They only they only hit forty-one percent as a team and they had nine errors got blocked 10 times um not great N- not great for, for for Monza right now they they got to figure something out you know the numbers aren't bad across the board passing um, numbers
0: are good that's the weird thing i mean yeah. Jurgi grozer's got to play better it, it's 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 weird that a, a guy that we've revered for so long and he's been playing however old he is 36 37 whatever Ten for thirty-two with seven errors is not good enough. And
1: well, that... we've we've seen this from Grozer the past few seasons, though, where he's real good at the beginning of the season, and it's just like sure he hasn't he hasn't hit an injury yet, but the past few seasons it's just been he just teeters off as as it goes goes down, and yeah, I I, I don't know. This moment team has to figure something out. Let's make his they're...
0: leash. Let's make Grozer's leash a little bit shorter and see a little more Arthur Schwartz. How about that's it? what I
1: like to hear, my man. That's exactly the... it. Let's, let's, let's let
0: the man let's let the beast loose. also you know? Steven Mark Stephen Mark came back in this one and was awesome, uh, passed the ball great, went like 12 for 28 attacking, so he Constant certainly wasn't a problem. I don't know why, I don't know why Monza is jacking up 34 balls to Vlad Skiba. He is not the guy to lead your team in attacking attempts, so there's some weird stuff going on there. We've got a comment in the chat. Uh, Siena, Toronto, Padova, Monza, and maybe Chusterna are kind of in that bottom tier of Super Lega teams, and I agree. I think that's pretty accurate, those five teams. But you got to think one of those is going to make the playoffs. One of those teams is going to make the playoffs. For better or for worse, one of those five teams will make the playoffs. And um, I'm not exactly sure who it's going to be right now.
1: No, absolutely. You know, I would almost, I don't know, this team is gritty. And there's the, that's the one thing about this team is I think that there's a lot of grit uh, amongst them. So I can, and, and there's still some different, some different options. I can see them making a, a late season push, but they've got to start figuring stuff, some stuff out because, you know, if they can le- beat Lube, but lose to Siena. They got to figure something out.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh let's talk about the only other match really that was all that notable from this weekend because the, the four, like the, the traditional four powerhouse teams all didn't play because uh, Perugia and Trentino were down to the club worlds and. Lube and uh, Modena had the weekend off, but uh, this one was kind of fun. Uh, Verona beats Chisterna in five, uh, 15, 13 in the fifth. Uh, The first set wasn't even close. I thought that when Verona won 25, 13, like she said, they're going to just flex their firepower all over Chisterna, but to to Chisterna's credit, they hung in there pretty nicely. Uh, And man, Verona, again, they're just confused on what their lineup is going to be. They they went in the third set to the, the Raphael, Lineup set where mm-hmm. Raphael comes in, and uh yeah, so you got you got to do something else weird with with the foreigners in there.
1: Yeah, you um, got to take Grosden off off, and, and yeah, put another exactly. in the middle.
0: Yeah, but let's see. I, I remember Keta being really good. Yeah, he was. Tw- yeah, he 21 was one for thirty-two.
1: So, yeah, but the, the like once again, his passing in this is like if you are going to play Verona, you need to put the pressure on Keita. Yeah. because like look at his numbers in this. He passed forty-seven p- percent positive. That's pretty damn good. Twenty percent perfect. That's all right. But he got aced five times. Yep. Right. So if you put pressure on him, he's going to crack. Right. If you put pressure on him, he's going to crack, and and they're going to bring in Gord. I mean, I think they should bring in bring in Gord regardless. I didn't hate your idea of putting Met at, at libero. Yeah. Grow. The corner yeah. the, the, the limit there is is, is kind of uh, hinders them. To me, like. Verona was a team that I was so high off of. We're seeing Shaposhkov really settle, like, settle down to just some, some pedantic numbers. 14 for 31. He got blocked, blocked seven, seven times. times. He must so be you really be getting, bringing the ball you down. You shouldn't be getting playing. blocked seven times when you're seven foot two on the right side, right? So. Yeah, the, the shine of Verona is really starting to, to 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 pull back a little bit and uh good teams are going to are going to exploit them, right? Good teams are gonna go after Keita way way more.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much what we see from every Verona stat sheet this entire season. Uh Keita leads them in passing attempts, which is smart. Uh, f- smart serving by the other teams. If he hangs in there well enough, Verona usually wins. And sure enough, uh they, they did squeak one out here. Uh, let's see. What are some other numbers that jump out? Yeah, Saposkov getting blocked seven times is not good. Uh, Rock Mozic was fine. Just a lot of continues. Uh, Chisterna is a pretty good blocking team. Uh, watching them in the past, I do have to give them credit for that. But they don't even have close to the wing firepower that Verona has. I would actually kind of like to see what if, what if those two teams swapped? If, if they swapped like a some one of one of Verona's bangers for one of stare at like random ball control guys. That Ooh, might no. kind of work. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe like Sedlicek? I don't like know. Like Sedlicek he, for. No, he's not better than Gord
1: Perrin. So Absolutely. You shut your mouth. I would never say that. Yeah. I would never say that. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> those, those would be fighting words.
0: I would never ever say that. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, remember when she stared was undefeated at the beginning of the year and second in the <laughs> league and, and how that's going now? Let's take a look at the standings. Yeah, let's just uh, jump to those. So uh, Peru just better than everyone else. No surprise there. Modena now in second. Verona in third. But well, what's interesting is that Verona's seven and four and they're behind Modena who's six and five because they go to five so darn much. And then uh, Siena and Lube still have a match to make up, which we expect Lube to win. So that'll boost them up towards like second or third-ish in the standings. Uh, again that bottom five group of teams that you see down there at the bottom one of those is going to make the playoffs and one's going to get relegated and I don't know who it's going to be
1: I mean I'm pretty sure Siena is going to get relegated let's just say like I, I'm I'm willing to go on the record and being this is where I think it's, it's going to happen do I think Toronto Toronto is going to squeeze into the playoffs no, no not really do I think Padova is going to squeeze into the playoffs? maybe a little bit more but, but 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 probably not for me it's between Monza and Cisterna. and honestly i'd expect monza to make a late season season push and push, push themselves a, a little bit higher
0: yeah i actually like Cisterna a little bit better i think their their game style is more upset proof i think they're less likely to really lay an egg in a given match Uh, The the other couple matches from the weekend that we don't really need to talk about. uh, Milano beat Toronto. Great. Uh, Milano has all their middle blockers back. So cool. They have a Loser and Piano back healthy. They don't have to play Ibadapur in the middle anymore. And then uh, Piacenza beat Padova. That's because Piacenza is better than Padova. So uh, nothing really to talk about there. Uh, So yeah, this is the standings. Uh, What's coming up this weekend? Uh, We got anything good going on? Perugia's got a bunch of matches, man. We'll talk about Perugia later because they play. They're flying back to Italy. Pro- or they're probably back by now. They got to deal with jet lag from winning in Brazil on Sunday. They got to play Champions League at home on Thursday, and then they got to play Monza on Sunday. It's quite
1: a week. Yeah, uh, that's, that that sounds like a lot. There, once again, uh, in volleyball guys, volleyball. Right. Let's let's let's. And they're going to be doing all this by flying coach,
0: <laughs> of course. Uh, Verona
1: versus Piacenza on Saturday. Is the match that I like the most? That one, those—that's an interesting match because yeah. two two teams that that don't really know who they are and they think they're a lot better than they than than they are, you know. So yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to that. She's Sterna versus Milano as well, kind of a must win for both teams. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll follow along with that. We'll catch up on Italy like we always do next week. Uh, you want to move on to the women's league? Absolutely. All right. So let's look at match day 11 in the women's league. Uh, Corneliano beat Firenze a couple weeks ago. Uh, So that's old news because they had to front load their schedule for the club world championship. But a couple other notable results here on Saturday, uh, Bergamo beat Kieri in four in a match that I called that. I mean, it's an upset. The only reason why we're talking about it. Uh, It is an upset. I thought Bergamo played great and uh, they're right up there with Kieri in the standings and playoff position right now, which is kind of cool for Bergamo because there's some Americans on that team and, Last year, they were one point away from getting relegated. And right now, they're one point out of fifth place. So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: I mean, I've been saying this for a while. I don't think Kyrie's all that. I really think that they're just the Cisterna of the women's league. Maybe a little bit better. I wouldn't give them, give them put them in that rank. But they definitely have overperformed so far this year. Um, but you got to give a shout-out to the classic 76ers logo, though. They're <laughs> just, you know, copyright be damned. Let's just <laughs> let's just jump let, let's just jump into it. But yeah, I, I don't really believe in Chiari being a top team, so yeah. In, in the standings, this is a this is an upset, but I think this is just kind of business as, as per usual.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, another match that I called uh, Valafolia versus Perugia, not notable at all, except there was a headline or at least a rumor that I definitely believe. And that's that Valafolia, who already has Micah Hancock setting, is going to go out and get another American Olympic gold medalist and bring in Annie Drews. On the right side at the, at about the new year. I, I that's been all but confirmed that Annie Drews will head to Italy and play for Volifolia
1: in January. Isn't, isn't Drews your girl? Isn't she your oh, Purdue, yeah. Purdue uh, girl? The Purdue uh, Boilermaker. Yep. All right. She was yeah, I love forged, her. She's awesome. forged in the gym of, of Rob St. Clair.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, um played a lot against each other and he's great so uh i know she was taking like the first part of this season off and that was her plan all along is to maybe sign with somebody for the second half of the club season so it sounds like she's headed to italy maybe will get up there higher than where are they right now 11th yeah they're not overwhelmingly good but what they are what they could really use is a big banger opposite so anything should help
1: a little bit of scoring i mean once again like there's been so many teams that have kind of just Maybe like like looking at Navarra losing a little bit, Busto just having a weird season. There's there's a lot of things that are that are still wide open in in the in Lake of Volley femminile and it's it's been it's been fun to watch so far.
0: Yeah, because remember last year, like there were those those top eight teams in the league last year that clearly were better than everyone else. Like nobody was no, the, but there was, yeah, there was the never four, a, right five. No, it was yeah. eight. There was never a question on which eight teams were going to make the playoffs. Like the drop off between oh eight, yeah. True. Which I think I think it was Firenze last year, eighth and then ninth was like fifteen points behind him. Like there was there was a serious separation line there, which happened to cut off right at the playoffs. So it kind of took away some of the drama. This year's a different story. There's a lot more activity going on in the kind of the middle of the pack. And I think here we can put, put up the standings. I mean, Peterola, Macerata, and Perugia are not good. And so two no. of those, two of those three will get relegated. But everybody else, I mean, Busto. Busto is not bad. Volifolia, especially if they pick up any Drews, they're not bad. Cuneo's not bad. And everyone else is in playoff position right now. Like, there's, It's going to be a lot more fun to follow the women's league on who makes the playoffs this year than it was last year.
1: I'm expecting two teams. I'm, I'm looking at two teams to make playoff bushes here late. First one is obvious is Busto. They got yeah. started a little bit rocky, but they're, they're starting to right the ship. Uh, but second all, I'm looking at Britt Herbots and Firenze. Right. I'm looking for Britt Herbots to to get to get that train going and, and getting some points point scoring and uh get getting it down down with that. Those are those are gonna be my two teams to look at, especially when we look at start looking at twenty twenty three, because I mean we're we're at that point here, Rob. We're yeah, pretty much seventeen days away. My,
0: my couple teams or one of the teams I wanted to look at is a team that just beat Boostor CTO over the weekend. That's Castle Maggiore. Uh, We haven't talked about them much, but they went out and picked up Lauren Carlini and Allie Franti in the offseason. And Franti was unbelievable in this match. Uh, Let's see exactly what her numbers were. Uh, Yeah, nobody nobody could really stop her, which is weird because her game is kind of limited. I mean, she's just kind of a cross court power player, Uh, but she played great. Yeah,
1: 19 for 41 with minimal errors. So uh, so that was cool to see. Okay, once again, Gussie pussy coming in like in clutch in the chat here. Uh, Malonza, our favorite right yeah, side. I
0: was just about to talk about that one. That disaster. disaster.
1: Malonza's formation is a true mess. They started with the two opposites, Steziak on the left side, then pulled them. But the second side, second set with three outsides. And then the third, they finally put Steziak as the opposite. Ugh, I'm, Once I, again, I, there's good teams and, <laughs> and there's basement teams, dude. I can't, know?
0: I can't take the 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 circus act that is Malonza's women's. I mean, when, when you're playing against Novara, this particular Novara right now with without a setter and without an outside hitter, you must destroy that team if you are as talented as Malonza is on paper. And uh, Abra Carrickard pretty good for Novara. Got to give her credit. Twenty-one for fifty-four which is a huge number of attempts, but Malone's up, figure it out. Now that you have Jordan Larson in the mix, she played Jordan Larson played sets three through five uh, and was, I mean, she passed the ball phenomenally, but everything else is kind of mediocre. Figure something out and stick with it, please. I can't keep track of the circus that is this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, if this, if, if this was soccer and you were able to like transfer players and sell players like they do in, in soccer, uh, Malonzo would be in a perfect scenario because they'd be about to rack in some money. Uh, but they're not. And instead they're just, you know, gathering all these riches and they're probably going to lose in the first round of the, of the playoffs because <laughs> I don't see them competing. Like for me right now, we've got Conigliano, um, and we've got, uh, Scandici, um, and after that, there's a there's there's a big drop off. I know Monza and Novara uh, are up there within in the Ross in, with the with their their results and stuff like that, but I just don't see them being the quality that, that Scandici or, or uh man come bring. To the yeah, table.
0: I agree. I think Scandichi's is not only is Scandici second in the standings, I actually think they're the second best team in the league. And I think Novara's, <laughs> Novara's injury concerns are what they are. Uh, they've really got to go out and get someone, uh, get a couple people mid season, if possible. And the, I think Malone's just too much of a mess. I think that they get to the second round of the playoffs on talent alone. Um, but like, if they play Scandici like right now that they would, in theory, play Scandicci in the semifinals. I, I don't see that going very well at all.
1: But even like, even in the first round, they're going to be playing Bergamo right now. Like, who knows? True. You know, I mean, I know on paper, but I'm not as excited about Malones as I was of last year's Monza team. Like, they just had had something about them, and they just too much right now. Too too much.
0: Yeah, too much going on. Oh, uh, let's look at what they have going on this weekend. Uh, any matches that are good? Uh, Firenze versus Malonzà, maybe, maybe, maybe. Britt Herbots, um, Cuneo versus Busto, kind of a must-win for both. Bergamo versus Scandici, see if Bergamo can stay hot. Novara versus Valfolia, uh, not much. I mean, Liano is not in action because they will be uh, quite busy trying to win a club world championship. So, if
1: if you're going to be watching women's volleyball this weekend, which I always suggest you you do, oh, yeah. we need to give much much more love to our our, our women's game. Um, watch the world club championships because unlike the men's championships, there's going to be actually a little bit of drama and the three best, the, the three best teams in the world. Like if, if you were to ask me, what are the three best teams in the world? I would give you these three teams. So watch
0: I it. agree. Yep. I think that's, that's way more interesting than the Italian league this particular weekend. And also there's the NCAA finals on Saturday night, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, speaking of women's volleyball, Everett, do uh, you want to talk about Champions League, or you want to uh, hit the people with a couple other messages first?
1: I think we should hit some people with some other messages. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we're we're ending it. This is the last week of uh, <laughs> that volleyball all dot store sale. Um, it's been a good month long to, to celebrate our anniversary, our, our one year anniversary. Of course, Black Friday. Now we're coming into Christmas, but this is going to be the last week. So head over to that volleyball dot store to pick up all of your spicy volleyball merch. Of course, your nine by nine merch. Uh, and then we've got uh the new line as well with the nine by nine squared. Check that out. Um, what's that promo I, code? Year one, all caps. Is that right? Year one, all caps. Use it, love it, abuse it. Um, yeah let, let go, go check it out I would love for you guys to be to be to be looking fly i actually just made not a big purchase but i i just picked up some stuff for myself and and my girlfriend for christmas
0: i'm about to do the very same because the the logos the, the new 9x9 81 square meter logo there is awesome can't wait I to rock it.
1: all the colors
0: Great, great color options. Great color I, options.
1: I also like. I didn't chintz out on the fabric and the quality of the build for these ones. This is like this is this is nice material. It's costing me a lot of dollars to to to, to make it like this. So it's it's going to be nice.
0: It's going to be worth it. So uh, pick up some stuff that volleyball.store promo code year one. Uh, will it will be gone by next week's show. So no, it will. Be.
1: No, the stuff won't be gone. Just the stuff just won't the be co- gone. The code will be just, gone. Just just the deals and and the discounts.
0: All right. Uh, other thing we should remind some people: uh, the nine by nine is on Instagram. Uh, the nine by nine is on Instagram at nine x nine volleyball. We're really going to be ramping that up in the next couple of weeks as as we look toward the new year. Everett, uh, we'll have a lot of very good expanded, you know, more consistent, bigger, like more all encompassing platform coverage on volleyball source and the nine by nine stuff. So you're going to want to get in on it now. Follow the nine by nine at nine x nine volleyball on Instagram and join the Volleyball Source Discord if you haven't already. Uh, we, we've gotten a couple messages from some people that watch the show but actually somehow aren't in the Discord, which is crazy to me. I don't Got understand. You. That that doesn't make sense because this show is basically made initially for the Discord. So uh, you want to join that. It's the best online volleyball community on the planet by far. Uh, the link is in the description. It's active all the time. We have great memes. Uh, everybody is, is – talking about insider stuff all the time. We get a lot of our news for the show from the Discord. And even I saw today uh, at the Champions League game in Berlin, there was like a mini impromptu Discord meetup. There were some people that were at the game and they were noticing at yeah. Discord. They were all there and they met up and talked to Mike Ma after the game. It was the coolest thing ever. So join the Discord. It's in the description.
1: Oh, they got to talk to Ma as well? That's yeah, there's
0: there a photo. Our boy Philippe, who's helped us out uh, on some German stuff in the past, uh, posted a photo of him and two other Discord guys and Mike and Ma, which is just so cool.
1: Amazing. Love it. Love it. That's the the Discord brings people together. And guys, we're so close to a thousand people in the Discord, which is nuts. Like I remember a few Incredible. years ago being stoked about a hundred. And now we're almost at a thousand. I, I I think that's
0: yeah. it's amazing. All right. Last but not least, before we jump back into the video, uh there are how many people are watching? We've had we've had almost a hundred tune in so far live and the video has ten likes. Let's fix that. If you're watching right now, hit the thumbs up on the video. It helps the channel a lot. So uh, I expect that number to increase in the next minute or two. Uh shall I jump back into some volleyball?
1: Yeah, let's 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 do it.
0: All right. Let's catch up on the first week of Women's Champions League. And by catch up, I mean acknowledge that there was absolutely nothing interesting going on here. Of the ten matches that were played, eight of them were three dongs and only one of them was an upset, and that is Stuttgart beating Woods, which was kind of cool. Uh good match. I think I have the stats up here. Yeah, I do. Um, other than that, absolute chalk across the board. There, There's even less drama or intrigue in the main round of Women's Champions League than there is in men's. I just really think the field is weak this year.
1: I don't think the field is weak, but I do think that the bottom of the field without the the, the Russian teams, like the bottom of the field just isn't good enough to compete with the top. Like once we get into those, those bread and butter, you know, the, those meat and potato matches, let's say, uh, with the Italy versus Turkey versus Poland. Um, maybe a little bit that's when things get when get good, but when you've got just good teams against bad teams, it just doesn't doesn't really do it for me there's one there is only one um uh result that kind of stands out to me, and that's gonna be Stuttgart's three nothing win over Ludge right. uh, but it does this this is very very standard. I think this has been like three years in a row where the opening match is seen a german team beat a uh a, a polish team
0: really that that, that yeah. upset is is that much shock we've seen that before
1: yeah we've 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 seen this before right this this is this is not this is not anything new i remember definitely a few years ago it was Schwerin. who yeah, beat Shrewin, uh, i remember them What beat uh, beat Rezhov in 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 their their opening match and that basically killed Rezhov's any chance of of moving uh of of moving on so yeah just um, that's the only that's the only result that, that I saw. Otherwise, it was pretty much chalk.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much chalk everywhere. But I remember, remember uh, Stuttgart and Woods are in the same pool as Fenerbace, And then that pool is actually pretty fun. That uh, has probably the only pool that has three legitimately good teams in it. Um, So cool. Uh, good for Stuttgart. There's two Americans on that team, uh, Simone Lee and Crystal Rivers. So good for them. Um, Other than that, yeah, there's really just nothing to talk about about Women's Week 1 a Champions League. I think they're, they're obviously off this week for Club Worlds, and I think they're back next week. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So we'll, we'll see uh, on next week's show if there's anything worth watching next week on Women's Champions League.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Once again, it's, it, it'll, it'll get better. It'll okay. get better as, as, as the year progresses.
0: All right, uh, Men's Champions League. Let's talk about this, because now Men's Champions League is getting a little interesting. I mean, that was Women's Week 1 that we just talked about right now the men are in the middle of week four four out of six we are more than halfway halfway, there. halfway through
1: all the way yeah and yep.
0: now, now we're seeing the return legs of matches so these matchups that we've all already seen including a couple today the most notable of which for sure was hulk bank beating berlin in germany three sets to none uh 35 33 banger in set two uh, namir abdelaziz was absolutely on another level uh 28 points in three sets 28 points in three sets. Now, overtime in the in the second. To be fair, but he was he was downright insane. And uh, Hawkbank is a team, even past just how good Namir is. That team's pretty good. They're pretty good.
1: Hawkbank. Well, I mean, they got Bruno on the left side, him, and I love Bruno. He's just a bit of a bit of a grinder. Yeah. He's a, he's he's dependable. He's a guy that can that will always show show up. Um, and yes, yeah, so yeah, I really like this team. I. Do have to admit, I think part of it is the magic of Micah Maa. I, I just love that love kid, dude. That. I love him so much. You know, I talked about it a little bit earlier about some setters can just invigorate a roster, and Micah Maha to me is is one of those guys. And you can tell, like I bet you Namir is having an absolute blast. Absolute blast because like maa's just out there cooking up a f- feast for him. Just and like he he's going to town. He is absolutely feasting. You cannot say that Namir Abdelaziz is not well fed right now.
0: Oh, um, that is for very sure. I mean, Hawkbank hit fifty eight percent kills as a team this match. Like their their offense overall was amazing, and that, that's that's all, my Amata. It's it's so much fun to watch Namir because ev- ev- everybody in the gym knows that he's getting the ball on so many of these occasions and not only does he have maybe the best arm in the world, maybe second, maybe only to Wilfredo Leon, but the, the, the variety of ways that he can score points against you is incredible. Like you got, you got to give all the credit in the world to his, his skill and his vision in addition to his cannon of a right arm. And remember he used to be a setter. Like I, I love, I, I love, I love so every important. time I watch
1: him beer. When you watch, uh, when you watch Namir and you watch how he attacks the block, there's no, there's no player in volleyball to me that attacks the block like Namir Delaziz. De like so when you look smart. at, like so like smart. when you think about a player who is as good as he is and has puts up as many points as he is, but like when you, the reality speaks to itself, like there's very few like massive highlights. You know, he's not out there bouncing balls. He's not out there the burying balls in the floor with the, you know, or like going like hard down the line. He can do it, but he just attacks the block, attacks the edges, attacks the top. Like, there has there's never been, to me, like, a player who, like, who attacks it even more. He is so good at attacking the block, and that's why that's why I think he loves playing with Ma'aj, because it just opens stuff up so much for him. And he just dishes that ball into the perfect spot from just go and break fingers. Yeah,
0: the is a blast to watch. Uh, go, go re-watch, the, like, the end of set two, like, from about 20 to 20-ish through, like, all of overtime of set two was some of the most fun volleyball I've watched this year. Uh, there was a rally, I think, at twenty two twenty that I point out in the Discord that was one of the best I've ever seen. So go back and watch that. And then uh, Namir, I, I wish I, I would have pulled this clip. I don't know if it would get the video taken down or not. But Namir hit a four to four shot in row one inside three blockers to like eight feet <laughs> cross court. It was it was unbelievable. The dude is the dude is so nasty. Um, for Berlin, I mean, they're, they're because their pool is hard. They might be in trouble for advancement. They might have to beat Zavierche
1: again. That's gonna be so, tough. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if they can do that. I mean, I don't. I like this Berlin team, but they just don't have enough of it for me. No. Like Outside there's, hitter. There's, Outside there's, hitter. There's, there's, yeah. They they just like Ruben shot wasn't good in this one, and he's he's a guy who's he's he's hit or miss, right? He can either be all world and beat you from the baseline and just go go hot, or just be average. And that's yeah. that's exactly what he was here to me.
0: Yep. Uh, so let's check out what's going on elsewhere around Men's Champions League. Uh, JW beat, beat uh, Montpellier today. Uh, your boy Danny Deminenko got some playing time, which was nice to see. But uh, JW, without Tony Uti, without Vizniewski, and without Glotter, missing three starters, still beat Montpellier 3-0. And it was competitive over time in the second set, but... Really, there's there's levels to this man. Why isn't Montpellier better than they are? Like their roster is not bad. I wish this team was better.
1: Once again, it's that French league curse. It's that that yeah. French league curse. Yeah,
0: it's crazy how whoever, whatever team from France ends up representing them in Champions League the following year just
1: stinks. It happens yeah. every year. Yep it's it's it's, it's continued to happen. You almost don't want to win the French league because it'll <laughs> it'll make you, it'll make you bad for the next year. Tools is just like just coasting, being second all the time.
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of tours, they play at Lube Chivita tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, in the CV's feature match of the week, and I'll be on the call. So I'm curious to see if tours can grab a set or two in that one, or like exactly what we see out of Lube with all their moving parts. I've actually never called a Lube game before, so I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be
1: fun. Oh, nice. Sweet. Uh, the only other one from today was uh, Friedrich Shafin with a 3-1 win over Novi Sad. Um Pretty normal for this one, although you do have... Radil Parapunov, 17 points. Uh 15 for 32 though, 3 errors and got blocked 3 times.
0: Meh, that's uh, okay, not great. I mean, he's he's their go-to guy. Friedrichshafen's a good blocking team. Uh yeah, I mean, Friedrichshafen's going to make they're it out of the pool. Old. They're 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 3 and 1 even if they lose to JW, even when they lose to JW again, like they're Friedrichshafen's going to make it out. So good for them. Um what else do we got going on this week? There's matches tomorrow. Zavierche versus Pizarczyk. I mean, pizarczyk has been kind of an upset team in in Pool B so far. Maybe something happens there.
1: They'll go to they'll lose in five. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they do <laughs> like to do that.
1: You know, they're 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 that team this year. They're just gonna lose everything in five.
0: Duran versus Ljubljana. Who cares? Zoxa versus Menon, No problem for Zaxa. Perugia versus Irat Bank on Thursday. The only reason why I'm kind of curious to watch that is to see how Perugia handles playing a couple days after playing in South America. So it's no, it's. It's in Italy, fortunately for them, uh, but may, maybe jet lag fatigue, maybe that's a factor.
1: Not to mention, did we? Didn't Ziraat Bankazi just sign Wantarena for the end of the season? Like
0: isn't... that was rumored, and I, I was going to group all, all the crazy rumors coming out of Turkish volleyball media at the end of the show because there's a lot of okay. them, but one of them was Osmani Wantarena to Ziraat Bank after the Chinese League season is over, which is ridiculous um but i mean right what's the R.I. right now 1 and 2 with only two points like they're not looking good yeah 1 and 2 with two points in their pool it's going to be too little too late even if juan treedo does show up because they're going to get three donged by perugia this week
1: i mean who knows maybe perugia will be a little a little jet lagged if if there's one match if there's one match That they're gonna lose. It's going to be this Wednesday, and Wouter Termat is gonna have thirty points. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly because in consequential matches like this, that's when he thrives. (laughs) He's like, oh, I I can be notorious and not actually have to do much. Let's go score thirty, baby. Let's go, Wouter Termat. Like, book it.
0: Okay, so Everett's calling the trap game. Zero at Bank over Perugia on Thursday. Just we'll in, the, see. in the
1: exact same show, in the exact same show that I said that Perugia should go undefeated this summer, and I'd be disappointed if not. So I'm contradicting myself <laughs> already.
0: Well, what else do you expect out of the nine by nine? Uh, Trentino versus Carlo Marsco Thursday, whatever. Yeah, not going to be close. So that's it for Champions League. Uh, tune in tomorrow to hear me call Tours versus Lube and uh, see what happens. Uh, shall we move on to some other headlines, maybe maybe a little plus Liga. There's some stuff from stuff in the in the Polish league this week.
1: Yeah, a lot of well, we've got some some big things going on and we got some milestones as well Uh, in, in the plus Liga. So first and foremost, you got to give a big, big shout out to like. I don't know if you're going to call him the Godfather, but if there's a Mount Rushmore of Polish volleyball, this man is on this. Mariusz Wladzli. Congratulations on 500 matches that is absolutely outstanding. Yeah,
0: 500 plus Liga matches for Marius fosley I mean, look at the that's picture there. Look just Just liga
1: That's not CEV Champions League, that's not CEV Cup, that's not every single time that he put on the 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 red and white for Poland and led them to a uh, World, World Championship back in, in 20 uh, 2014. Like this is the the pinnacle of the sport and he's still going. Still a legend.
0: And uh, it, it, in his 500th match, uh, Treffel Gdansk, who we haven't talked enough about this year, is actually being pretty good. They're fifth in the standings right now. Uh, they played a Seko Rosovia, who's really good, took him to five. And Vlasovic suited up at outside hitter, of all things. Uh, he still played, do it all. He, he played sets, all, sets three through five at outside hitter. I mean, he's obviously been an opposite his whole career. And he played decently well. Like uh, eight for 20 and passed the ball okay. I mean, that's
1: awesome. Who's who's more impressive right now? Mariusz Laj- Vlasovic still kicking it, uh, going for uh, Gdansk, or Yarmir Jäger suiting up for Kladno in the Czech that at, at 50 years, years, years old? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hard to argue
0: with a 50-year-old. Uh, but okay. the Plus Liga is a better league than the Czech extra Liga in, in hockey. So, But th- that is a great headline. So congrats to Mariusz Vlasny, uh Absolute legend. Let's look at the standings. Uh, because it, what's interesting to point out about the standings right now, Everett... Teams 1 through 6 through, we are now exactly through half of the season in the Plus Liga because there's so many darn teams in the league. Everyone's going to play 30 matches, which is ridiculous. And There have been a lot of comments on that recently about how it's too much volleyball. We're now halfway through, everyone's played 15 matches. And after 15 matches, the the Plus Liga sets the field for the Polish Cup. So now we know who the teams are. It's teams 1 through 6 in the list right now. That's actually Zavierce in first. Xavierce has overtaken JW for first in the league, followed by Jaszewski, Rosovia, Zaksa, Gdansk, and Schlepschwalki. They get the sixth spot. And so, those six teams, plus I think two teams that play in from the, the Polish second league, those eight teams will play in the Polish Cup. So, no scra for the first time. Yeah. Who knows? When's the I last
1: played. time Scra was not in the Polish club? Yeah. Club, crazy. Polish Cup. That is nuts nuts about it
0: so the only other the, the only other match i really wanted to talk about in the Liga this week was this one Zaxa beating jw three sets to two now obviously these are the two teams that have been at the top of this league for the past several years uh polish super cup final rematch but what's important to point out about this one is that jw is having some serious health concerns very serious health concerns. Um, I mean, I talked about earlier. We we're talking about Champions League. No, Benjamin Toniuti. He's out with somebody confirming this uh, for the chat for me, um, in either like an ankle or a calf or something like that. And he didn't play at all. So it was Amy Teravaporti setting. Um, Yuri Glatter is dealing with a back issue. I think it's like a hernia complication. So he's, I heard he was going to start training again after Christmas, but so you're out. One of your starting middle blockers. And even worse, if you're a Yashemsky fan, is Lukasz Wisniewski tore his ACL. So another unfortunate ACL injury to a top volleyball player. So JW's other starting middle blocker is now done for the year. Conversely, Zox is starting to get healthier. David Smith was back in this one for the first time in a couple of weeks. And we're hearing that Norbert Huber is working towards playing again maybe in January.
1: You know what? They don't quite have the, the firepower on the outside that, uh, that JW does. If, if they can go and pick up someone from the Chinese League, right? Bandors, Chesky, both. Both, <laughs> right? Because you, you could, maybe not, maybe not salary-wise, but if you go pick up someone from the Chinese League, this team can still make a run, right? It, it's still a quality team all, all the way through. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be interesting to, to watch on. Earlier in the season, I was like, yeah, JW is going to run away with this championship. Now, not so sure.
0: And uh, another thing that's important to point out about this Zoxa game, beating JW in five, is that Wukash Kashmarik didn't play. Uh, Bartomeu Kvothe is this huge, like gigantic backup opposite that I love. Uh, started, played great, won MVP of the match, went like 22 for 36. Uh, which is awesome,
1: but... Ploos has been doing this for years. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah,
0: what a legend. Uh, but a point in the chat, again, that I wanted to bring up. No Kaczmarek. Kochmarek did get fined by the league for speaking out against how much volleyball they're playing. That's kind of what I mean about the comments that have been flying around about there. I mean, there's 30 regular season matches in Plus which is absurd and plus Champions League of all that stuff. And Kochmarek came out and spoke against that and got fined. And I saw a quote from Tomasz Fornal who was asked about it as well. He said, I'm going to decline to answer this. Otherwise, I will get fined. So uh, there, there's being some pushback from the players in the blue Singer right about now and really the grind of an extremely busy season about the level of or the quantity of volleyball that they're playing. And as we talk about on this show, Everett, we always stand with the players. 100%. percent about playing too much volleyball because they do.
1: They they absolutely do, and you know what? I'd 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 love to see them further this conversation. I mean, at the end of the day, we're seeing. We're, I think we're starting to see players have a little bit more power, especially in Poland, right? Their stature is getting a little bit bigger. They're starting to be bigger stars on that that international stage. You see Fonal and 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 these other guys talking uh, all the time on like talk shows and whatnot. Like they're they're big stars, and the, and their voice voice matters, especially within Poland. So I think that once they start, they they, they they start to talk up a little bit about it. Like if there's if there's one place that I think could change volleyball culture right now and it's the way Poland. things are done, to, it's Poland, right? Yeah, because they, sure. they hold so much power and they're kind of a new, newer, new, maybe not newer team. They've been around for a while, you know, but still like that. This is a, this is a team that does a lot for the FIVB. Uh, real quick, do you want to talk about the stars of Week 15 um, in the Plus Liga? featuring um, you you mentioned Kluth uh, on the right side he got named that uh, named to that team uh TJ deFalco also on there in uh, on the first team having and such Taylor, a good year Taylor Avril getting named as uh, uh in the second team
0: yeah I, I think I hope that urush kravachevicch was on there too somewhere or at least if, if he's been on there recently because he did something kind of ridiculous he started a match for Xavierche at opposite and won MVP and so now in the last 12 months, he's won MVP of Plusliga matches at three different positions. Because remember last year when Zabierce's setter got hurt, he ended up setting a yeah, little bit. He
1: ended up setting, you're right. And I
0: think he won an MVP in there as well. And uh, so, I mean, obviously he's normally an outside hitter. So he's won MVP so, of Ploos Liga matches at three different positions. That's amazing. W-
1: what's more important, Kova- Kovacevic doing this and, and going left, right, and setter? Or about a poor jumping in the Playing middle from Milano?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty cool, too, but uh, I think Kovacevic is doing it at a, at a higher level, I guess, like being MVP of matches at three different positions. Yeah, uh, Xavier beat be Cooper Lubin in four, and uh, Kovacevic started at opposite, went 23 for 43, which is okay. Uh, it's, it's 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 good kill percentage, not very good efficiency, but it's just crazy to see them use him in all these ridiculous ways.
1: Yeah, and uh, absolutely. And I mean, we're getting some people talking in the chat right now about how many teams should be in the Plus Liga. People are generally saying eight to ten, but Adam, no, I
0: know. think I think twelve is a great number. That's what Italy's 12. got right now. Yeah, uh, you're right. Fourteen even is doable. I think that's what the poll the Plus Liga had last year. Sixteen, 16, is, too is, a lot. Is, 16 is, is too many. Sixteen is too many. Is
1: is is quite a bit. Yeah, or it's too
0: been. many to play the double round robin like they always
1: do. Yeah, hundred percent. But then, how, how do you do it? So I yeah, just just knows. bring it down to twelve, mate. Bring it down to twelve. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bielsko is terrible.
0: I mean, they, they don't they don't really belong belong there. And then uh, Lvov, the Ukrainian team, unfortunately, I hear that uh, Vasil Tupchi just got hurt. He's their best player, so uh, they might slip down the standings towards hopefully not getting relegated. Who knows? Yeah, sixteen teams, like a thirty thirty match regular season is too much. Yep,
1: absolutely. Thirty two, even.
0: Ugh, gross. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. All right. Uh, last but not least, Everett, I think it's time to talk about NCAA. Right.
1: Hundred percent. Let's 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 jump over to this side of the pond because Rob, Jeez. for the first time ever in the NCAA, where there's going to be no Big Ten and no Pac-12. We might be crowning a brand new NCAA champion. And man, this 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 tournament is just the gift that just keeps on giving.
0: Dude, these matches, especially the Elite Eight matches on Saturday, were so awesome. So good. They were so awesome. I mean, San Diego upsetting Stanford in Palo Alto in five. Louisville hanging out against Oregon in five. Pitt upsetting was the defending champs Wisconsin in Madison in five. I mean, three out of the four, like complete bangers five setters and then ohio state losing to texas in four i mean j- j- just incredible and like you said the big 10 in the Pac 12 not having teams in the final four is ridiculous and even me being a huge big 10 guy this is great this is it's so massive. good for the women's game having new teams even like san diego yeah. is is the is the most random team to be this good it, it's a since like byu made it all the way to the national championship game a couple years ago this is the this is the next best thing or the the most recent version of the same thing. I wonder what conference that is either like the the mountain West or like the Western athletic conference or who knows? I mean, Pitt is awesome. Louisville. Awesome. And like one of those two teams is going to play for a national championship. I mean, having, having new teams play at this elite of a level in the NCAA is so cool. And I cannot wait for the final four Saturday or sorry, Thursday and the championship match on Saturday. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. if, If you're in the United States, you should be watching this regardless, right? Even if you can't watch us, turn your TV on and let the ratings take it. Um, That would, that's, that's what you need to be doing. Um, But if not, let's find some illegal ways to watch this baby because actually we've been, we've been pretty good. If you guys come into the discord, there's always people with links for you to watch illegally. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, we will, and then, always,
1: we will always condone that behavior 100% uh, we,
0: yeah, we just want to help people watch volleyball so yeah if you're not American get in the discord we'll help you watch this so I wonder what match times are uh, Thursday evening for sure and then Saturday 8pm Eastern uh, Thursday 7pm Eastern and 9.30pm Eastern uh, right. so check out those games I expect commentary to be good I think that I'm sure Paul Sunderland will get the calls with some analyst who's hopefully good and uh it's it's a great product hopefully the matches will be excellent i think they will be
1: yep 100% and uh as i said I, I i truly think that the ncaa is the best product um that we have in volleyball like there's just there's just nothing like it just watching like i didn't get to watch the matches my, myself on saturday night but i watched uh the replays on on sunday it's just the atmospheres of those gyms are so unparalleled to be honest we need to have a serious conversation to how much like like are we giving any counseling to former ncaa players who have to go play play professionally because that's a serious (laughs) step down you know unless
0: unless you go play for like vodka or someone like that but other than that yeah like the 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 games that i was calling in, in the italian women's league over the weekend the crowds were absolutely embarrassing and jumping from like, the NCAA Elite Eight to that is a ridiculous step down in terms of fan engagement. Just like,
1: in, in fan engagement in venues, and I'm sure support staff, you know, like, I've I've heard of NCAA players who are used to having all of these therapists and all of these trainers and everyone around them. And you go to your pro team, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this is Mario. He's our trainer, and he's our therapist, and he's he does everything. and You know, like, that's, yeah, it's it, it's a big step down.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of resources at the top levels of the NCAA, that is for sure. So, uh yeah, check out the the semifinal matches on Thursday night and the the finals on Saturday. We'll be back next week to talk about who wins. Uh I'm I'm really fascinated and then we'll see if like some some names start to rise to the top of these these last couple teams that end up going to play overseas in January. Uh, I think Logan Eggleston for Texas is the one that everyone has their eye on like is she going to choose to go go jump to play pro immediately and she could really help a couple teams overseas for sure. So um, I'm looking forward to watching this. Uh, We'll talk about it on on next week's show for sure once we crown a champion in Omaha um, in conjunction with the ABCA convention. So if you're there, you're obviously going. Uh, But uh, post some stuff in the Discord. If you happen to be a college coach and you go to the convention, you go to the game, uh, let us know. We'd like to hear about your experience.
1: Absolutely, 100%. And Rob, one thing that could be a little special this year for the ladies playing in the NCAA is that there might be actually the end of a tunnel. We might actually be seeing the dawn of a new age in the United States with the creation of possibly a real women's volleyball league. Now I know you guys have one potentially coming over with you at the, the, the VLA. And I know we've got the, what is it, the AU Pro Sports, and I think there's even another one. There's but, a new one.
0: Yeah, like Pro Volleyball Federation or something like that. Yes, Man, something that, like that. This market confuses me, and I'm in it. <laughs> I don't know. But
1: there is one that, that definitely stands head above the rest, and that is going to be uh, One Love Volleyball. League the, One. Or, oh, just... sorry. Le- yeah, sorry. League One Volleyball uh, in, in the States, and it, it, it it's it's getting spicy. They've got... Some big names back in it. Kevin Durant's a backer. And today they just announced that they made two massive signings for next season. Uh, Kelsey Robinson-Cook and Justine Wong-Orantes, two members of the United States women's uh, national team who won the gold medal in Tokyo. Rob, how does this make you feel? So I'm curious to
0: see how this all shakes out, because like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in this world with the VLA that that I work for, who's mostly been focused on the men's side the last couple of years. Uh, we are starting a women's division this year, uh, which is going to be awesome. I don't really cons- like but we're not we're not playing at that level with the billions and billions of or the multi million dollars of investment and all the the political posturing behind the scenes that's going on with the different women's leagues that exist. I'm curious to see of, about League One's format because what they're really trying to do is, is attach the league to youth clubs and have every – like the, the league, like League One is literally buying junior clubs. They're, they're going around the country and they're purchasing junior girls clubs and they're still letting like the people that are involved with junior juniors clubs run the operations. But League One is owning these clubs and that's where they're going to install the professional teams their Their whole goal is like a European style, right? Kind of well that's that's the part that I don't know. I don't know what the actual format and what the really the structure is going to look like once they produce the professional division product that they've been talking about for a couple of years because there's been absolutely no movement from them to like towards the professional division. They've been walking they've been like working in the background buying out clubs, but they haven't really put anything forth about what the that professional division is going to look like. So that's what I'm curious to see. Because then there's this pro volleyball federation that just popped up recently as well that is also trying to do the same thing and more of like a, a top-level team franchise model, which is the exact opposite of what Athletes Unlimited does. So there's a, it's a very congested scene of people trying to do professional women's volleyball in the States, but it is cool to see players of the caliber of Kelsey Robinson and Justine wong Arantes uh, find a place to play stateside
1: yeah absolutely and i know that like Haley washington's on on their board yep. too and has, has, has been involved and i know that carly lloyd has been in, in and hasn't been involved it it does seem to me and i was like poking around their website a little bit more today it does seem to me that there's this is the best chance that we have in terms of of professionalizing the the game and you know it's, it's, it's going to be interesting you're going out and, and picking up some some big name players also, what I like too is that they're current big name players. Like when right, AU went out and right. signed like Jordan Larson, like, absolutely, she's still Jordan Larson, but everyone knows that she's at the end of her at the end of her career, right? They were very much the 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 players coming right out of university who hadn't gone to play pro yet, or you know, the the retired the national team players yeah. who were in, in the twilight of, of of their career as well. Um, but let's be honest, neither of us are a fan of the format of AU. And it doesn't lead to any growth, I think, at a grassroots level. And it makes no impact whatsoever on the community. That's why I'm really interested to see, especially since you mentioned that they're buying up these junior clubs. I'm really interested to see how that can foster because I've truly believed that. I think for for so long in, in North America, we just believe that there's one way to do it, and that's you know fund a big league and have all these big name teams. And I really like this idea of, of going European style and, and and tying it to a local community and a club that you can build up within. because like let's be honest. The majority of your athletes, that especially at this, this the, the beginning are going to be coming from the homegrown players yeah, of right? course and
0: that's that's the point like that, that's what a league like this is supposed to do it 's give not, not only create the, the best level of volleyball that we can in the states, but give American players a chance to play there so I'm curious about their format, like where in the calendar they're going to throw their season mm-hmm. because like are there, are they going to put it in the summer, which interferes with national team or are they going to put it? in the fall or the spring that interferes with their, like the, the main club seasons, like our players going to have to pick one or can they do both? Or I don't really know. So uh, we'll follow along with it, but um, it's nice to see league one actually start to put some things forward about what 100%. their top division is going to look like because they, they tried to make some splashes in media years ago when they announced they were going to do it. And then they just haven't done anything publicly. And there's been things going on behind the scenes, but clearly yeah, taking some steps to, put things out publicly so that's cool uh i actually kind of want to do a video this this would be quite the video like a, like an open q a about and just a basic info about all the different entities that there are in, in the states right now trying to do it because there's there's five there's five leagues between the men and the women uh, between men's and women's trying to pull off professional volleyball right now and they're all different and it's pretty confusing so i might do a we video on that
1: we could do that i can i can help you that for sure let's 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 do that i think i think that that would be great i also yeah, think yeah, that we that should resource. see if if you're part of league one volleyball in any way and you're watching this we'd love to chat with anyone love to just ch- chat with you guys have someone come on and just tell us about what the what the league is about like we want to hear and support it we believe in your cause so give let us help yep
0: all right uh last but not least for the show ever uh, we, we alluded to it earlier that turkish volleyball media is always on fire with rumors. They're, they're just like people talking about things on message boards and then it gets picked up as, as legitimate gossip and sometimes it actually happens. But uh, there are a bunch of headlines that came from the Discord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run them by you and I want you to give, you, give me your quick reaction I'm like how realistic is this to happen, all right? Okay. So a bunch of rumors coming out of Turkish media, okay? One, Melissa Vargas returning to Fenerbahce. Yeah, I could see that 100% happening. She did it last year. Came back from China to Fenerbahce. I could see it again. Yeah. Michelle Barch-Hackley coming back to Vakifbank. Now there was the rumor she was going to go to Novara. Now people are talking about going back to Vakifbank.
1: No, I think it's too messy at Vakifbank. There's too. There's too much going on there already.
0: Yeah, they've got enough outsides. Uh, Osmani Wantorena coming to Zerat Bank after the Chinese League season ends, like we mentioned earlier. What yeah, I can see that?
1: I could absolutely see that because you know that the Turkish League is all about that money. And you know that let's let's be honest here. Let's let's there's there's if he's gonna go play for Turkey, there's probably gonna be a little bit of a hey, here's an envelope that just slipped under your door. Um oh oh how did that get here? Um so yeah, absolutely think that Osmani's gonna go play in Turkey and he's gonna go light it up. You know, like you don't think that him and Demir are just going to go smoke shisha at night together? Like, absolutely, they're going <laughs> to live it up. It's going to be awesome.
0: That would that would be fun to see them uh, playing against each other in a league like, that is in Italy.
1: Not like, not to mention too, you're going to be going from like what like China right now to where you're in COVID. You're, like the only country that's dealing with COVID still. So yeah, you're going to want to go have some fun. If there's anywhere you can go have fun, it's 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 Turkey. Yeah, I'm
0: curious to see it. I I know that I, I definitely think Osmani is going to go somewhere. I'm just not sure if if Turkey is the place. We'll see. Uh, The last but not least, the the really more interesting rumor around Turkish volleyball is who's their next head coach going to be for the women's national team. And their fed head of federation has said we might know as soon as this week. We we were supposed to know by today. Now we don't know yet, but one of the rumors out there, Everett, was Long Ping what do you think it is remotely possible that long ping Absolutely. comes out
1: and coaches the turkish women 100% right because long ping she is a student of the game like quite possibly the matriarch of the game in Such in so legend. many ways and like has done it with the united states has done it with with china as a player and as as a coach right like she is cultured and there's no doubt in my mind that she hasn't looked at this that this that this at this, at this turkey team and everything that they're building and it goes hmm that's 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 interesting so without a doubt and you know you know that the turkish federation wants wants a, a, a big name they've already talked about not wanting an italian although we've seen rumors of the otherwise so absolutely long ping would be i think it would be a fantastic fit i think it would be a fantastic fit for for the iron hammer to go uh coach coach in turkey i think that like she's as drastically opposite to uh daddy. daddy in Could in, in no her difference. approach and and her style and her her way way she communicates i kind of think that that's what um that's what uh um turkey needs right now some some teams need to build that base first before building confidence turkey's built a lot of confidence now they need to build a more solid base so they can truly you know to me they they kind of seem like the kid at the adult table a table on like on the, the stepping stool, like looking up onto the table. Like they're almost there, but they're just, they're looking at everyone, but they're just not, you know, they're still hanging out at the, at the kids' table.
0: I kind of like that. That's a good analogy. Uh, yeah, hopefully by next week we'll actually know uh, who's coaching the Turkish women's team because like the, the point is in the chat. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous saga of rumors on who's going to be the next coach of the Turkish women's team, and uh, I have absolutely no idea who it's going to be. So uh, that does it for our rumors, Everett. We'll see if uh, by this time next week we have any of them that are true. We've got Club World Championship this weekend. We've got NCAAs. We've got Champions so League men's. Oh, boy, is there a lot going on. So World, uh, Cup, World Cup Finals. God, Rob, can cares? we can... – I, mean, I hate soccer. Rob,
1: Rob you're, you're in the minority here on this one, buddy. Sorry.
0: I hate soccer. I'm, I'm literally working on creating a video right now about why soccer sucks and you should watch volleyball instead. Worst okay. sport of all time. I, I'll, I'll endorse that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm making the whole series uh why volleyball is better than your favorite sport. Uh, I'm, I can't decide if I want to do soccer or American football first, but uh, they're all they're all going to get in there. I'm trying to trigger the fan bases of all those sports as much as I can. And I've, I've got some good ideas.
1: I think we need a production meeting on some of these because I, I got some I, I got some ideas on, to, to add to these. Uh, well, real quick, though, can we address the real elephant in the room and why Gussie Pussy hasn't uh, answered our, our request to to come help us because you show up now multiple weeks in a row and just drop straight knowledge in the chat like hey come 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 join the team like she said she's
0: she said on last week's show that she's from poland and uh which is no i I thought
1: she was italian
0: Uh, i think she said it in in the chat at the end of last week's show that she's from poland so uh message us message message us us. on on discord or, or instagram to um, to get involved because we, we we need all the help that we can get. Because yeah, you you know everything. You, you know all the things we're talking about on the like, show,
1: like so much. <laughs> and like b- before we do, you know, we just we just picked up a Polish Plus Liga uh, reporter and or not reporter, but researcher.
0: Yeah, shout so out to Lukash. She's helping us a lot.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna be jumping in some more Plus Ligas. But yeah, gussy Pussy or maybe Goosey Pussy. I don't I don't know how to pronounce your 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 name it's a little bit uh you know on the the edge of of getting us demonetized but yeah um come hit us up join join the army we'll contact you on insta there we go there we go Perfect. I'd right. like to hear that.
0: Uh, if, if anyone else out there uh, loves volleyball, likes the show, wants to help us out, uh, shoot us a message, we will get you involved. We are, Like I said, we're trying to expand what, what the 9 by 9 and what Volleyball Source is doing on all sorts of different platforms. So if you want to help, we will put you to work, I promise. Uh, otherwise, uh, thanks very much for watching the show. A lot of volleyball going on this week. Join the Discord to uh, chat about it, follow along, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday, same time, same place. Peace, guys. Have a good week. Check out Rob tomorrow.